From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. It's Monday, December 27th, and I'm here in the studio with Justin Higginbottom. Hello, Justin. Hey, Molly. So it's the best of week here at KZMU News, which means that we have selected a few of our favorite stories. Many of them are feature stories, but today... We're going to hear part of an interview that I did back in June. Um, This was right at the beginning of the Pat Creek Fire. The Pat Creek Fire, as many of our listeners know, um, was started from an unattended campfire in the Pat Creek Day Use area. And it spread really fast, and a lot of people were looking for information as to, like, what was going on. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier, you guys seeing the fire from the station, too. A lot of people were calling the radio station for information as to what was going on. And we really didn't have a line out to any organization that was in charge until the following Monday. I think the fire started on Wednesday. And then by Monday, they had a fire team in place with a direct line of communication to their one officer who was updating us on the newscast daily as to, like, the growth, the progression, how many people they have on the fire, what they're working on, what people can expect today, what the closures are in the mountains. But this interview that I did um, was early on, and it was with a Pat Creek area resident who... um, had just been out there <laughs> this whole time. Yeah, so how did you find this person to interview? Um, Jeff Gutierrez. He's a longtime friend of the station and um, someone that we know has a place out there, has a yurt in the Pat Creek area. And I had seen or I had heard that he had been out with the emergency crews, and so I gave him a call um, to fill us in on what he was thinking about Um, as he watched the smoke get larger and larger and crews multiply. (laughs) And he did this interview, I think, when he was with the emergency crews, kind of waiting for word on um, if his place was going to be there or not, um, when they could get back to their homes. Um, So we'll hear part of that interview now. And I I should say to listeners, like, one of the reasons that I chose this for Best Of is that I think... It really showed what we can do here at KZMU News, which is, um, you know, when there's an emergency or something happening in our community uh, that people need to know about, we could turn into, you know, a public safety information newscast. So that's why I wanted to highlight that this week. You know, I'm I'm curious about like when when you saw the the flame or the smoke. Um, you know, and what was going through your head when a, a few days ago, you know, when did this all start for you? Yeah. So I guess, uh, what day is it today? It's, it's all been a blur. So Thursday, yeah. Thursday, um, it was one of the last days of work I had with Tara Sophia for the season. We were out at uh, Professor Valley for the first half of the day and then, uh, we finished before it got hot spent a couple hours at the beach afterward and it was glorious and just Mm. you know a hot day perfect time to be sitting at the beach yeah so did some swimming cooled off and then uh walked back up a little trail to my truck and then when i looked at my phone i had like eight text messages and then uh right then my buddy jeff brennan was calling and uh Mm. i'm like this is weird and so i picked up the phone answered I'm like, hey, Jeff, what's up? He's like, dude, is your 
is your yurt burning? I'm oh. like, uh, what are you talking about? And so yeah. he told me that uh, he had a good view of the mountains and there's a big plume of smoke coming up from what looked like my zone, which is basically right above Pack Creek Ranch. And, uh, yeah. you know, immediately I just started driving back to town and it took like a half hour, you know, to get out of the river corridor. I'm driving oh, behind no. slow people on river road and everything. And I'm Ugh. just kind of freaking out and, you know, going through the checklist of what I could have left on at my place. The The whole time that I've been up there, my biggest fear has been starting a huge fire that burns the mountains mm. down. Really? <laughs> and so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because just in the last – so I've had the place for maybe – Five, four or five years, and just in the last three or four years, there's just been a massive die-off of pinion trees in the pinion juniper forest. And um, so fire danger has been on the very front of my mind, for sure, and okay. always kind of operating under the assumption that there's a really good chance that this whole place could burn at some point. And so just trying to plan with that in mind and, you know, build things that are fireproof. And so here I am driving down River Road, and I'm going through the checklist of, like, did I leave the solar panel turned on? Like, did I leave the, the gas mm. on? Did a mm. gas can spontaneously combust or something? So right. I'm, just, I'm just praying that it wasn't me who caused this. Right. And um, so finally, 20, 30 minutes later, I get out of the, the river corridor and, turn onto the highway and get far enough where I can see this plume of smoke like coming up right from my zone. You know, it's obvious that it's in Pat Creek mm. and um, just started getting a bunch of phone calls and messages from people checking in and um, yeah. And then I get close and I keep driving and I see that the smoke is in Pat Creek Ranch area, like up that canyon. And that road is shut with uh, some uh, police and firefighters there. And I wasn't sure if my little dirt road was going to be closed or not. And uh, it ended yeah. up it wasn't. And so I was able to to uh, drive up there and uh, right. kind of take care of my place. And so, yeah, that's basically how it all started for me. <laughs> Wow. I can't believe that you immediately were like, oh, is is it me? That must have been terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a uncomfortable drive back home, for sure. Right. So, you know, once you were able to secure your place, you know, were you, did you meet other Pat Creek area residents um, who had to be evacuated? What was that like? Yeah, yeah, eventually, let's see, that happened a little bit later. You know, I was really lucky. Um, there was a, a sheriff who wasn't too far behind me. He actually came up my road, too, and told me, like, look, man, you can't be here. you got to evacuate. And uh, I was like, you know, I had already started packing my bags. And uh, a while ago, you know, I'd kind of gone through the checklist of, well, mm. if there is a fire, what am I going to grab? Like, if I only have a minute to throw stuff into my backpack, right. what's that going to be? And so, you know, for me, that's like my journals, my stack of journals, uh, right. some pictures, my laptop, and my saxophones, and a couple, mm. like, important documents and stuff. Right. Um, 
Yep. So grabbed all that stuff. And then uh, the sheriff actually said, you know, if you need to do some stuff, we do have some time because we could see the, the smoke starting to billow over the ridge from Pack Creek Ranch. And, but it seemed, you know, far enough away and uh, not too terribly threatening yet for me that we still had some time. And so I thanked him and immediately, you know, feverishly just grabbed a big suitcase and started just shoving stuff in there. It's like, okay, got the priorities packed in the backpack. Now here's the tier two stuff, and wow. like the tier three stuff. And then um, a couple of friends were calling and uh, two great friends, solid human beings, Chris Benson and Kyle Dern, they came up with their trucks and, um, mm we just we just loaded them and the sheriff yeah. was able to take a bunch of stuff too so um yeah we had three four trucks just uh with a bunch of my stuff and um you know i filled up my uh my cistern with water right i don't know it, it part of it felt pointless because it's only like 130 gallons with a little hose and what it, i figured if the firefighters are up there fighting the fire maybe it would help. It just felt like the thing to do with smoke and flames kind of coming in. So did that. um, Yeah. Tied up the loose ends and stuff. And um, yeah, eventually the sheriff's like, all right, we got to go. And so that was a really surreal moment. I mean, this Mm -hmm. whole thing has been surreal, but Mm -hmm. um, the first of many (laughs) surreal moments was, being up at my place and looking at these like two plumes, columns of smoke just on the other side of the ridge, you know, like <laughs> half mile away or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> really hard. Just, yeah. Just being blown r- right at me. When I left, the wind was blowing right toward me and these plumes of smoke were just directly overhead. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. that's probably the path that this fire is going to take. Mhm. And uh yeah. So went down and um felt good to have all the important stuff, you know, that was a big uh release. Mm-hmm. Like well, if if my place does burn, I know that I have all the important stuff and right. yeah, and I can rebuild right. or figure it out. Um so the rest of that evening I went a little bit higher up on the loop road. Uh, just above the switchback turn, the hairpin switchback, and um, had a full view of my place. And also, um, mm. I couldn't see down into Pat Creek Ranch, but that's where the fire started, and that's where it was growing big. And then the sun mm. went down, and then by 9 o'clock or so, it was an inferno in Pat mm. Creek. Like, that corridor, that riparian zone, every once in a while the cottonwood would go up, and it was just an explosion sending flames just kind of spiraling up and wow. you know, sometimes you could see the outline of a house um, in front of the flames and yeah. so it was yeah it was it was not good it was not mm-hmm. good in Pat Creek and then um, eventually the flames kind of crested the next ridge at that point one of the sheriffs came up he's like alright loop road is closed everybody has to go you got to go down Castle Valley way yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'd made plans to stay at Kyle's place in town and um, mm-hmm. ended up coming down S- Sand Flats Road. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and then that's how 
day one ended there. Wow, Jeff was so intense. <laughs> yeah, it feels really surreal just, you know, speaking these words. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, I bet. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Kind of recalling everything that you went through and are still going through, you know, does it feel like you're keeping, like, one eye on the smoke at all times? Like, what does it feel oh, like? Oh, yeah. Now? I mean, you know, luckily, I guess uh, my work season has kind of come to an end right at the opportune time. So I haven't necessarily been missing work or anything. So I've got this free time and I I can't do anything else but be out here. So I'm uh, where the mobile command center is now just up the road from the turnoff to Ken's Lake. And mm. uh, it's just kind of like the headquarters of the, the fire crew and it's where all the Pack Creek neighbors and I are just hanging out, seeing what we can see, listening for updates, watching mm-hmm. what the fire is doing, where the smoke is going. What What's the, what's the general tone there now? Is it just, is it waiting? Is it like a little bit of fear? Let's see. At this point, this is day three of fire. Um, the uh, the sheriffs have been kind of uh, escorting residents back to their places. Uh, there was a point yesterday, they were doing it in the morning, but then uh, just afternoon, the fire flared up again in Pack Creek, and uh, they had to stop doing it. They didn't, you know, obviously didn't want to get stuck by a fire crossing the road and not be able to get back out. Right. Um, but let's see the vibe here right now. So a lot of people have gone back into Pack Creek and Pack Creek, you know, that's where the most people live in a concentrated area that have been affected by the fire so far. So, um, people have gone in and they kind of know what's happened so far. And it seems like, I mean, it's, you know, it's hard to give any definite answers because, God, the the fire yesterday, it started off just barely smoldering in a bunch of places. It was spread out, but then the right. winds picked up in the afternoon, and it absolutely exploded. It looked like yeah. a massive bomb went off in the mm. mountains. Sure. Um, yeah, wow. so, um, gosh, I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, um, just just curious about, you know, how everybody's, you know, where everybody is right now it's, yeah, it's, I'm so, sure everybody's right, on right. their own path but yeah so let's see right now I'm looking at like a group of maybe 10 Pack Creek neighbors all in a little circle they're talking and um, I'm sure updating each other on people's homes so let's see but yeah there's a big feeling of solidarity here uh, I think it it could have been a lot worse but yeah. again, you know, who knows the winds could do whatever they do. And right. um so for now for now there's definitely a feeling of release. Yeah. Because uh oh my gosh, the fire crews have been heroic. Amazing. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just what they've walked into. I mean, it was an inferno in there. I couldn't I couldn't see everything from where I was, but the plumes of smoke coming up and just the the bright orange that was glowing over over the ridge. It's like God, there are people who whose job it is to protect other people and and homes from all this stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, Pretty amazing yeah. people. Yep. 
Um, Jeff, you know, I, I, I don't want to keep you on the phone forever, but, you know, I've been hearing people talk about, um, you know, their concern for residents like you and also, like, their concern for the environment and the mountain and the watershed. Do you have any thoughts on that, you know, beyond, um, you know, your, your place and your neighbor's places? You know, have, have you thought about, like, the impact to the, to the climate? In, in those terms? Oh, gosh. Well, I mean, I feel like anybody who's been up in the mountains, in these mountains specifically, and really any other mountains or in forests in the West and in the world, you know, it's obvious that there's um, massive changes happening and massive die-offs of all different kinds of trees. And so, you know, it's it's not like we didn't see this coming. This kind of fits into the pattern of what's been happening in the West. Uh, you know, it feels like a very strong, obvious symptom of a changing climate and um, brings into importance the need to adapt to this, you know, these just different set of circumstances that we live with. It's drier, it's hotter, weather events are more extreme. Um, and it's just a bad combination, and it's not like we had no clue that it was coming, but it's it's here, and it's time to adapt. Oh, man, it's time to adapt. We, you know, just yeah. with the little water that we do get here, we just have to be using it really smartly, strategically, and, you know, I think we have to – prepare for what it's going to look like to have catastrophic fires like this all the time. If not here locally, then smoke that's being blown in from, you know, how many states away from the West coast, from wherever the big fires are at the moment. Right. Right. Exactly. Jeff, thank yeah. you so much for, for talking to me. Um, do you, do you have anything else that you'd, you'd like to mention at this point? Oh, just, gratitude for the firefighters yeah like, yeah seeing <laughs> seeing the scene that they're just kind of marching into or flying above or you know yeah. all the things that they're protecting that is yeah i'm so grateful so grateful and grateful for the love from the community <laughs> yeah um yeah just it's you know reiterates just what a beautiful soulful um supportive community it is here yeah and yeah i feel so fortunate and proud to live in a place like this and we'll get through this i guess a benefit of being so tied into the community like you are is being able to quickly find um yeah a personal voice that's directly impacted by this mm. this huge uh news story um so that yeah that was that was really incredible. Yeah, I think um, that's what I appreciated about this interview too. Like, I'm grateful to Jeff that he kind of described, you know, what he was seeing on the ground and took that time for our listeners, especially as someone who's who was affected by the fire. Yeah, and willing to open up to you. And willing to open up, and like, I think it was really important to him at that time to talk about the first responders and how grateful he was to them um, because they did. I know some people lost their homes. Um, but it could have been a lot worse had they not uh, had such a swift response and um, efficient response. And in the piece, too, he does talk about, you know, thinking about 
the realities of climate change. Yeah, it's a big story with a bunch of angles, not only a local connection, but yeah, literally a global connection. Um, mm -hmm. Also in terms of just fire management and what the BLM and, and other uh, you know agencies are trying to do in regards of preventing these big fires in the future. Yeah, I want to um, highlight some a story that you did too. We'll link to it in the show notes of today's episode. Justin, several months later, after we did all this coverage on the Pat Creek Fire, um, did a story about wildfire management with the BLM. Yeah, I was able to spend an afternoon with them uh, lighting brush fire and seeing what fire management looks like on the ground level and mm -hmm. the people actually um, do that sort of stuff. It's uh, It's hard work. It's long and hard hours, um, but it's super important. And I learned a lot about fire management and how there wasn't much fire management in the past in the country or mistakes maybe we made for the last several decades yeah. and how we're trying to play catch up. Um, so it was it was an extremely interesting story. And it was one of those stories where I personally, I, I learned a bunch. So that's those are fun stories to do. We'll look out for that in the show notes, listeners, and we'll be back tomorrow um, with more Best Of from KZME News.